Hey guys, Coach JG here, Jordan Guilford. You guys are listening to the All Points Performance Podcast. Just finished some yoga. I'm nice and relaxed. Fresh ideas going through the head. And so I'm, I'm, I'm working on an article here for Elite FTS that is a remix, a reload, whatever you want to call it, of a program that I published for our figure skaters. I've had the um, joy of the opportunity of working with uh, Canadian Ice Academy, and they have some really great coaches there, Andrew Evans and Paul Parkinson. I've been able to work with some really talented kids. Um, they've won a lot of nationals at the junior level, and if they've had some great senior level senior skaters as well. I used to work with Kim Levine, and and uh, now I'm thinking in French, uh, Brooke McIntosh and Ben Mimar, who are there going to uh, a world championship this year. So, you know, it's been great. I started working with figure skating five years ago. And so I've grown a lot with the sport as my knowledge about the sport has increased. And the, the program has evolved. And it's much more intuitive now, but also much more systemized. And uh, many more of our exercises apply directly to improving performance in skating and or reducing chance of injury. Which is, you know, it's a, as beautiful as it is, it's a rough sport. So the needs analysis for a, just a single, I'm going to go into a single skater here. I'm going to go into, uh, and those apply for the pairs, men and women, but then I'm going to go into specifics of pairs, men and women, and how I implement the system. So, um, in general, a figure skater needs to be on the ice. They need to be fast. They need to improve their speed and acceleration and their agility. They have to need, need to be able to change direction quickly. They obviously need explosive, jump, explosive jumping power. Um, they need to, they need eccentric strength and the ability to absorb force usually because they're jumping up and landing. So to absorb those landings safely, as well as all the rotation, uh, they need to improve their rotational power and then to keep the spine healthy, they need to improve their anti-rotational strength and stability. They need to improve their single leg balance and stability and hinge position, semi-hinge position, over the odd positions in figure skating. There's, you know, there's death spirals. There's um, feet up by the head while spinning. There, there's a myriad of different positions, and they need to be able to stabilize in all of them. Fine motor control of the hip from a recovery standpoint. Um, we also want them to reduce compressive forces on the spine, hips, and ankles. Um, they're not just jumping on the ice. Figure skaters do it hundreds of jumps off the ice every day. So those landings are pretty hard, and you know we need uh, recovery from that. They need high-level conditioning because a, a short program um, is going to be 90 to 120 seconds, whereas a long program is going to be three to five minutes. In both of those programs, they're breaking it up into high-output bouts. So there might be two, three jumps, and then you know if it's pairs, it might be a throw, whatever. So they're going really hard for 10 to 15 seconds. And then they have an artistic portion where they're skating, they're dancing, they're making faces, things of that nature. So they need to be able, that takes a high level of conditioning to do that, guys. It takes a high level of conditioning to do that and to make the theatrics believable when you're extremely fatigued. Then they need adequate uh, abdominal strength and then, of course, foot and ankle strengthening because of all the time they spend in their skates. So, uh, pairs women. The difference with pairs of women now is they need to develop upper body strength to stabilize holds and throws. Uh, they need rotator cuff strengthening for injury prevention. I'll go back to that in a sec. And then they need to achieve and maintain optimal body position. So 
my main pair is girl right now is uh, Brooke McIntosh. And Brooke, I mean, everything applies to her because Brooke's a pretty freak athlete. But um, a couple months ago, they were uh, Ben and Brooke had an international event. And Brooke, this is, I believe, it, that we were hosting it here in Canada. And Brooke comes out of a throw and kind of, you can see this twinge of pain on her face. And she gets this pain in the shoulder from landing awkwardly. And then she's able to finish the skate. Um, now, partially... I want to credit that to the amount of me and Brooke have done for years, a tremendous amount of uh, shoulder stability, whether that's like unstable work with the earthquake bar, whether that's um, external rotation work, strengthening her rotator cuff, whether that's working with the mace, um, Christoph and the shoulder rock, which Brooke is really good at now, teaches the, the joint to just move and be supple when you want it to and fire when you want it to. And, you know, she didn't strain anything, didn't pull anything. And, like, miraculously was, uh, we took it easy on the shoulder, but she was fine later on. So, um, that has worked so far for us. Maximal, oh, sorry. I'm going now into pairs men. So, my pairs, my pairs guys, Ben Mimar, incredible athlete, very strong overhead. I have not worked with an athlete, um, more impressive than Ben is overhead, which, like, that makes complete sense. He has to carry another human over his head. Uh, so maximal strength development of the upper and lower body and then hypertrophic development mainly of the upper body right so ben is the one athlete who one of my skaters who yeah we're gonna do bench press yeah we're gonna do overhead press uh with the right tool not with bars <laughs> um not with barbells not with straight barbells we are going to he's gonna do um turkish get-ups with various objects he'll carry various objects and then he needs strength and stability in multiple bilateral and unilateral overhead positions. And like I said, he is really good at that. So I like to work in four-week waves. And that gives us lots of time, right? That's about a month, I guess. So we have like monthly focuses, depending like, on how consistently my, skater, my uh, skaters can come in. But we'll work on linear acceleration. So... Um, that's just acceleration going from 70, which is 70% max speed, which may be a jog or a fast jog, to 80 to 90. And if you've seen in figure skating, yet they need to be able to accelerate fairly effortlessly and gracefully, at least make it look effortless. Uh, sprints, direct sprints. I like going, I like shorter sprints or uphill, but, you know, work with what you got. But the longer the sprint, the greater the chance of possibly hurting yourself. And remember, we want to reduce impact as much as possible. So I do closely track sprinting volume for my skaters. Sled work, um, band-resisted work, and then using hills, uphill or downhill. Downhill, you got to be careful. I think Brooke is the only athlete that I'll really do downhill stuff with. And even with her, she's she's starting to get banged up and, and get a lot of injuries um, in the last couple of weeks to months. So uh, that's something that I would I'm certainly going to track before we consider pulling that back in and putting that back in again. Then we would, after four weeks of linear acceleration, we would bump up to multi-directional. We'd start working in uh, repeat run drills. I love that, where I give them a route that takes about seven seconds, and I give them 10 seconds. Right? It might be one, two, three, three repeats, and through the finish line, and then walk back, restart. So they have to be explosive for a short bout, if you notice, just like in, the pro in their programs. And then they have some time to reset and come back. Uh, might be skips and lateral work turning sprints or accelerations happy feet drills with a turn um, those are all drills that i love and then four week another four weeks we would layer that and usually this layering portion is like close to the competition because this is when we get the most complex 
So it could be now we might do the turning sprint with a jump start, with a falling start. Uh, we might do those same falling starts and time it. We might do a throw start where they have to throw a medicine ball and explode in the other direction. We just made that explosive agility work more, one layer more complex. And then when we need to pull back after we've added enough layers to that work and worked at it for a while, I go back to working on eccentrics and deceleration. And that gives them a chance to unload and um, experience less compressive stress, at least. So that's sled work, sled work, band marching, things of that nature. What I'll also waive is our power work. So I like to go four weeks, a four-week wave working in the sagittal plane, then a four-week of rotational, and then, of course, we're going to add layers. Um, for the sagittal plane, I love snatches. With bars or dumbbells. With dumbbells, we can layer up because we can rotate. We can add an element of rotation. Um, no feet snatches, med ball throws, hurdles, boxes, squatting versus bands. So I, I'm much less, I put bands on my skaters' backs much less often now. Because there's so many other ways that we can like build the strength and, and speed and power that they need. Uh, uphill jumps and then kick, hands, uh, kick stand squats. Again. Figure skating are in a variety of positions. So I want the, I want my skaters to be strong from a variety of positions. Med ball throw. Then we're, we're layering up or we're adding in an element of rotation and getting out of just the sagittal plane. Now we can do med ball throws with rotations. We can do band rotations where if you're facing one direction, you're holding your band, you explode and rotate like you're punching and it's band loaded. And then you have to control it on the way back. Rotating hurdle jumps, rotating box jumps. And then a new drill that I love, partner loaded isometrics. Your partner will push on you. It's like a side-loaded isometric pile-off press. And for six seconds, a six-second ISO, and then you let go, and the partner goes right into a an entry for whatever jump. I let my skaters decide that's something simple that they're going to do perfectly. But So we got an isometric that's creating a lot of rotating force, and then we let it go, and we use that force right away, kind of a contrast method. And then, you know, then I can add layers for another four weeks where we can do more turns. We can make any of those positions or drills unilateral. Uh, or we can create an unstable object or surface. And those are all layers to that. So lastly here, just talking about exercise programming, the prehabilitation work that we keep in the program year-round is key. And that's abs usually in the form of ab wheel rollouts, which I love because they're simple to coach, pal-off press variations, which are anti-rotational strengths which are very important for these skaters, and then hanging leg raises, which are anti-compressive, also super important. Um, hamstrings, whether it's with the bands or with the machines, we're doing some kind of hamstring curls and or some kind of isometric groin work. And then from a postural standpoint, we'll do any kind of band pull-apart variations, cable external rotations, as well as uh, mace work overhead, which should really help open up the shoulders. So when my article eventually comes out, you guys can head over to EliteFTS.com and read it in detail. And I do have some example um, workouts here that I use in my, with my skaters. You might not be familiar with all the exercises, but I'll have my contact on there. So kick me a email or a message um, if there's interest in learning more about this. But ultimately, you know, figure, other than the fact that figure skating has so many pieces, it's like any other sport. You read the needs of the sport and um, work at that and do your strength conditioning based on that. But there are so many facets to this sport. 
There's there's not a lot of other sports where I guess gymnastics where you need to smile and present and be a good skater and be a good jumper right and be able to you know rotate and you got to be like ballsy for lack of a better term the way these kids got to throw themselves into the air and you'd be the amount of times every day my figure skaters come in and they go jordan i got this many bruises i got this many bruises on my legs from falling and they wear it as a pride of as a badge of honor because it is a very as beautiful as it is and as feminine looking <laughs> as it is it is uh, you got to be really tough to pull it off in, in figure skating so that is all. Uh, please keep an eye out on Lee FTS for my article coming out. Um, and give me a shout, jg at allpoints.fit, if you have any questions. Or if you happen to be a figure skater who wants to work with one of the best uh, figure skating strength conditioning coaches in the world. I got you. Okay. Uh, take care. I will be in touch.